Good morning, Isaac. Uh, good to be with you in the Word this morning. I've got my coffee in my Kumalani Chapel coffee cup that I picked up in Maui one time when I was equipping some people to share the good news. How are you? you? That does not sound like a North Carolina church. Uh, no, it is strangely not. It's a church with no walls. There's a tangerine tree right outside the church that you can pick fresh tangerines off of, and you've got a wonderful view of the of the ocean. Uh, from the top of the hill where the church is. It's an amazing setting. In, Man, uh, we're in the middle of winter in Minnesota. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good church to visit on your yeah. January travels every year. So, uh, but yeah, we're so I'm saying follow me and go where I go because uh, uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the footprints of the faithful. And, you know, it's interesting to think about footprints because they can tell you a lot about a person. Forensic uh, experts can learn enough from your footprints and where they find them to uh, conclude uh, your guilt or innocence with respect to a crime. So uh, we've got to be careful where our feet take us. Yes, for sure. And you want to always think I learned from those shows. I, I watch a lot of those shows, mm -hmm. uh, the forensic shows, especially when I travel and I just get back from the road. Um, so they're fresh at mind. But um, <laughs> the, my takeaway is you want to always wear a pair of shoes that are very common. If you're going to be out there committing crimes, right, you're going to yeah. be out there committing crimes, make sure the soles of your shoes are common and that you have a size foot that a lot of other people have. Right. Yeah. If that's not the case. Then they're going to catch you real quick. Real quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they can tell a lot about about your weight and about how you walk and and uh, whether you have a limp or not, just by looking at your footprints. And, and that's so, an, it's amazing that they can do that. Like they, they know how you walk, like you said, the limp, how tall you are, how much you weigh, exactly right. what you look like. And they right. do that for animals too. Like that's how we, they do all the dinosaur stuff, right? It's like, oh, right. we have one footprint and here's what that animal looked like. And you're like, what? <laughs> now they guess a lot too, but. Um, right, yeah. right. But it's interesting how in the scriptures where we're, we're reminded of where we go and how we get there matters and who we're following certainly matters. Um, and I came across this passage in Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's 176 verses of how the psalmist loves the word of God. but And it's broken into 22 eight-verse stanzas. And one of those that begins in verse 129 um, you know, I read this and I think, now this is a guy who I'd like to follow. Uh, and he talks in here, uh, he's asking the Lord to bless his footsteps so that others could come behind him is one uh, aspect of that. So uh, I was reading this. I've been thinking a lot about a song um, that Steve Green sang years ago, uh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. I, the idea I think it was decades ago. Decades ago, uh, fair, fair. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, but it's a wonderful song, and it reminds us that people are following our steps. Um, so before I read this passage, the the three questions that come to mind is: whose footprints are you following? Where are your footprints leading you? And who's following your steps? Those are the questions that this makes me think about. So he begins, he says, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words give light, it imparts understanding to the simple. 
I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps. There's his footprints. Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. And so this verse or this passage gets me thinking about footprints. I'm, a, I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul who said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, follow me because I'm following Jesus. Um, and so I thought we would just kind of talk about and look at uh, what, 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 what can we tell about the footprints of the faithful? If we could get down on the ground and examine their footprints, what would that tell us? Yeah, and you can't talk about footprints without me thinking of that that poem. Um, oh, right, yeah. It's hanging up in a lot of houses. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about walking on the beach with Jesus, and you see two sets of footprints. And so that's one's Jesus, one's yours. And then it goes to, in the hard times, right? It goes yeah. to one, one pair of footprints. And the question is like, Jesus, where were you there? You know? Like it feels like you disappeared. He's like, I was carrying you, right? Yeah, that's the gist of the poem. Those are my footprints. So those were his footprints. But as I mentioned, we're in the heart of winter here in Minnesota right now. And I was I'm just reminded of this scene where like we've got our yard is covered in a lot of snow. And mm-hmm. if you need to go somewhere, you kind of blaze this trail through the snow, right? Stepping into snow up to your knees. Or if you come along behind someone that's already done that, what are you doing? You're hopping into those footsteps Mm -hmm. because they're already prepared for you, right? The way is prepared for you. Mm -hmm. And so there was this image of, you know, do that's what we want to be. And that's what you mentioned, Paul talking in in Corinthians about imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so that's hopefully what I want my footprints to look like is that I'm doing that. Jesus, God says, or Paul tells us in Ephesians as well that God has prepared good works for us to do. He's prepared a path. He has blazed the field of snow with Mm -hmm. footprints for us. And so hopefully my footprints are, I'm going along Jesus's footprints and following his footprints that he's already prepared for me. And it's, it's a message that is clear throughout the scriptures that if we will listen to him and look to him, he will direct our path. As you say, it's already laid out. He'll help us get from one step to the next step. Sometimes he only lights the next step for us. All we know to do is take that one next step. Uh, but if we don't do that, we're stuck. But I would say do, most times he's only highlighting one step at a right. time. Like he says, right. or the psalmist, I think it's the psalmist says to God that your word is a lamp unto my feet. Right. Lamp yeah. pointed at your feet doesn't get you very many steps nope. of illumination. Doesn't show you what's over the hill. Doesn't show you what's 10 miles down the road. It's just your next step. Yep. But it's, and that's in this same psalm, by the way, the same psalmist that wrote this passage we're looking at just a few verses earlier in Psalm 119, 105 said, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And right. here you're saying, right. your testimonies are wonderful. Uh, I, I keep them. My soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words give light. 
And so that same idea as he's thinking about it here, how does he get one step in front of the other? He does it focused on God's word and God's truth. So uh, uh, someone who is, uh, when we look at the footprints of the faithful, we know that they are established in the word of God. Have to be. Have to, absolutely have to be. And those and words. Go ahead. So, so think about, let's think about that. Like, how does it play out? How does that play out in real life? Right. So like, think about the steps we take out through that. We make a lot of decisions and that's why I think of steps. Those are decisions we make. Right. right? Yeah. Um, decisions we make in life throughout any given day, we make a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, some we think about more than others. Um, some we don't even think about at all. Um, they're just kind of set into our, our daily practices for us. Um, but we're making a lot of decisions. And so are you referring to God's word, listening for God's direction? What percentage of the decisions you make in any given day are you considering God? Are you acknowledging him, as right. Proverbs says? Or are you leaning on your own understanding for most of those? Right. Are you looking for his footprints in the snow so that you know where to put your next step? And that doesn't mean that you have to, every decision you make that you're going out and you got to find a Bible verse that tells you what to do. Right. Um, But it's considering God, it's prayerfully having, you know, talking to God, listening for his, his direction in your life. The Bible does a lot of work directing you in, in, in some of the themes and areas that you should pay attention to. But when it comes down to rubber meeting the road or foot meeting the ground in this case, <laughs> right? Um, where's God leading you? And you got to be plugged into God to, to know that you have to be paying attention to his, his word. You have to be in his Bible to understand what his word sounds like. Um, and then you got to be listening to, to his calling on your life. If you're established in in the Bible is the word of God. If you're established in a prayer life to where you, you hear from him, then you're, you're going to know where he's directing you. Right. And that, and that leads us to the next thing that you know about the footprints of the faithful. When you, you get down and study them, you know that those footprints are being led by the spirit of God, informed by the word of God, but actually led by the spirit of God. Paul said in Galatians 5, but I say to you, walk by the Spirit, and you will not get gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. They are opposed to each other. They are going in two different directions. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, in case I left anything out, he says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. They're going in the wrong direction. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. 
So we want to live in step with the Spirit. Again, following His guidance, His direction, His steps. One of the major jobs of the Spirit is to interpret God's Word for us. Right. We can't do it without Him. Yeah, we can't do it without well, him. We can, so, we'll get, but we'll be on the wrong path if we do that. We'll be following be an, the wrong an interpretation. Yeah, right. um, but I, lo- I love how you phrased that. That you know, our steps. Uh, what was it? Inspired or influenced by the Word of God, but then the Spirit is the one that leads us through it. Like interprets what we, what God is saying, interprets mm-hmm. it from biblical times to today times to our present right. day interprets it into our into our (laughs) culture and our day and our like what is that you know as you read through the bible paul back in those times he says this these the spirit applies that then to our daily life right having a job having our family interacting with the people that we interact with but if i mean if, if you're like me and i'm listening to this and walking through these steps one of my first questions is okay am i am i am i led by the spirit or am i not like we mm-hmm. talk about we've got flesh and we've got the spirit right inside of us. Those are every decision feeds one of the two. Um, Somebody called so that a battle one time. There's this battle within that goes on between spirit and flesh. And whichever one you feed more is the one that, that grows stronger in, in at that time in your life, right? And so if you're if you are feeding the flesh, and that was a long list of things that are very familiar to us. Right. right. Yeah. It's not like we've even never in, heard of any of that. Even in the church, we're familiar with those things, right? Are you, are you feeding the that or are you feeding the spirit by leaning on him and by um, paying attention to that list, which is a very different list, but it's a, a list that if you grow up in the church, you're familiar, you at least heard of, right? right? Yeah. Or maybe we experience this other list more often. The spirit list is one that we are familiar and that is... Oh, it's there. We know it's available. That's the litmus test for if you're asking yourself, like I am, am I being led by the Spirit? Well, go look and see. Do you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control? Do you see that in your life? If you do, there's only one place that comes from, right? And that's the Spirit of God. And so, if you see those show up in your li- in your life, then that's a sign that you're being led by the spirit, that your footsteps are close to Christ's footsteps, right? That, you, that you're headed in the right direction. If that list that we read of all the, 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 the flesh list, if you see a lot of that in evidence in your life and your surroundings, then I would encourage you pursue God's word, pursue the spirit more because there's not evidence that you're being led by the spirit. Right. And so, Right. You may be headed in the wrong direction if that's the case. And so you're going to want to turn around and look at things from a different perspective. Reject the easy way. That's the other thing you know about the steps of the faithful. Their footprints, you can see that they have rejected the easy way. The road they have chosen is the one that Christ said was a narrow road, a hard road, but it leads to life. Uh, the end point is a life of fulfillment and joy and, and eternal life forever with him in his presence. But the the opposite of that is the broad road that leads to destruction. And there are many who find it because it's an easy road. It's do what feels good. Do what, do what you think you deserve. Um, have an easy, happy life, whatever right. that's going to look like. And that's well, you know what? destruction. 
I'm starting to I'm starting to realize in my Christian walk that a lot of the Christian life is becoming comfortable with two juxtapositions that seem like they shouldn't be able to exist together, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that our human brains are like, well, those two things can't be true at the same time, but they are because God very clearly says both of them, right? right. So this is this is one of those, and this just hit me um, that we talk about the 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 road being narrow and difficult. There's a lot. Jesus spends a lot of time. Paul spends a lot of time telling us, warning us, encouraging us that the way is going to be hard. It's going to be tough. We're going to encounter trials and tribulations. Right. James tells us that trials and tribulations should bring joy to us because that means we're on the right spot. Right? right. And so it's, there's this difficult road. And so the picture of Jesus's footprints on the beach is probably not accurate. It's probably the rocky cliffs mm-hmm. that we see his footprints take us through, right? Right. But at the same time, Jesus himself says that his load is light, right? And so yeah. th- there's this element of peace that he brings peace to our life. And so times are going to be hard. The world's going to be at us. We're going to have trials and tribulations. But when Jesus says, I'm here to give you peace, my load is light. And so it's when you walk through through this hard, rough, narrow road with Jesus, it feels like you're walking on the beach. You have the peace as if you were walking on the beach. Right. You have the joy, even though you got bloody feet on a rocky cliff mm-hmm. with Jesus, you have joy and peace and hope as if you were strolling down the sands. Which so many people are looking for. And the lies of the world tell them that they can find that on the easy, comfortable, sandy beach. Because we can't, we can't put those two things together in our brain. And so when we lean on our own understandings, right. which the Bible encourages us not to, to right. demands us not to, we we see Jesus promising us peace, joy, and hope. And we think, well, if that's what he promised us, the only way that we can accomplish that is through happiness and easiness. And comfort. We must be comfortable. And so then that must be what he's called us to, because right. he says we see the peace and the load is light. And we're like, well, then that means that it's going to be easy uh, and that he's going to bless us. And this pro- that's where the prosperity gospel. Not, comes from. That's true. And yeah. that's this. But there's also this idea, that even if you're not tied into the prosperity gospel, just that, that our life is going to be easy. Right. And it will. In him. It doesn't have anything to do with our circumstances and right. our surroundings and what Probably we're dealing means your with. Circumstances it's will be hard. Internal easiness, e- right? Internal and eternal easiness yes. that He provides. Um, and so, reject the easy way, and I, I'd argue, pursue the hard way. <laughs> um, right. Make it hard, which, which is dangerous and hard. Uh, right. But when you're in it with Him. That is the easiness, and that's the peace that, that he promises you. Well, and we have to understand that there's only one place that that road leads us to. And that's the other thing that we understand when we look at the footprints of the faithful. We know that they lead to and through the cross of Jesus Christ. They, they're going to go by way of the cross. Uh, Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, if anyone would come after me, that is, follow my footsteps, if anyone comes after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. How often? 
daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but forfeits his soul? So that's that's what we know about the footprints of the faithful. They're following Jesus, as you so aptly described, but that that is not just a road of hardship. It's a road that leads to death. It's a, it's a choice daily to die to self, die to the pleasures of this world and the, and the lies and promises of this world, and to follow Christ who died on a cross so that we might live with him forever. Well, that's a choice that we get to make. And that reminds, that reminds me of what we talked about a couple weeks ago, Romans 12, right? Uh, yes. Romans 12 leads off with, I appeal to you. This is Paul, right? Same God. I appeal to you, therefore, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, for this is your spiritual worship, right? So like that, that you get to present yourself, your day in, day out, every day, as Jesus said, daily take up your cross means to daily sacrifice yourself, to present yourself to God as I'm choosing, we've got the, the flesh is us, and the right. spirit is God. I'm choosing to invest in the spirit today. And then God knows that that's all you have the capability to do. You can't promise tomorrow. You can't give him a week at a time. All you can do is right. give him today. All you can do is give him today, and then it requires, Jesus knew this, it requires you to pick it up again tomorrow. Because until we're with him in eternity, we're not made perfect and made whole. We all we we are burdened with the flesh, the sinful flesh that we live this life with. So it, it's a choice. It's always there. It can become weaker, but the only way that you do that it is put to death is by choosing Christ and choosing that cross. But that's a, it's a choice that we have to make. Right. And again, it's a it's a it's a an example that He's already given us to follow. It's not an example. Our it's not a choice we're making that is into darkness. It's a choice that's into light because we know what's there because he's already gone there for us. The footprints are there. The footprints are there. Well, there's one last thing I want us to think about in the, this passage in the Psalms that uh, I read earlier really gets my attention at the very last verse of it. He said, my eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. When you get down and look at the footprints of the faithful who have gone before you, and Jesus modeled this uh, as well in his footsteps towards Jerusalem when he knew he was going to be crucified, is that if you get down and look at those footprints, they ought to be wet. There ought to be some moisture on them. There ought to be some tears that have fallen because we're mourning and weeping over our sin and over the sins of the people who we know who are not following these footsteps. It should break our hearts. The Bible says, blessed, Jesus himself said, blessed are those who mourn. And, and that means to mourn over sin and you will be comforted. But just this idea of my eyes shed streams of tears. And, and you know, there's there's certainly a lack of this in our church today. Uh, churches, we're so busy entertaining ourselves and celebrating the fact that we're inside the walls. Oftentimes we forget about the ones who are outside the walls with perhaps well, it, no interest at all in what we're doing. There's two applications to that, right? Um, and I think you see this come out in, in, in a couple different gifts inside the church. Um, 
One is, are, are you, do you weep over those outside the church that don't have any knowledge? Right. Um, and I think that comes out in a heart for evangelism, right? right. One that you're, you are gifted with, right? Um, but then I think there's also like, even within the walls, like the church, the church can do a decent job of getting upset with the sins of the people outside the church. Right. We can, we can, we can figure that one out real quick. Right. Uh, those sinners, those sinners out there, how dare they, um, you know, and, and, and having this, you know, righteous anger towards them, righteous little R it's not always actual righteous. Um, but then there's, it's, there's the sin within the church, um, and not just the sin. I mean, yes, but like the, the lack of engagement in in doing what we're talking about today within the church. And so I think like, you can have a, you can have a heart for those that that know Christ but aren't experiencing abundant life. Yes. Um, that aren't walking with Him, that aren't following with Him. You know, the, the Bible tells us that both both Abraham and Lot were righteous. Um, mm-hmm. Abraham's right. life with God was a lot more abundant than Lot's. Right. And so, who does your heart break for? But that plays itself out then in a in a heart for discipleship. There you go. Evangelism and discipleship, two different, uh, two different ministries, two different right. conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and hopefully one leads to another. But I think really, yes. So those are to your point in the American church today. I think we're lacking both. Yes. Um, and because uh, we because we don't get this footprints of, of Jesus, this following Jesus. How many times did Jesus say, follow me? to his yes. disciples and, and ultimately to us. It's right? a strategy and, for equipping disciples. It's his strategy for discipleship, but it's also a strategy for his evangelism because if you follow him, you'll be deepened and learn and grow, but then you'll also get to those who need to hear the message because that's where he's going to lead you. And then he told us to go out, evangelize, and make disciples. Um, right. And so I, there, there are harvests of plenty both inside and outside the church uh for both of those and i don't know that we're great at uh acknowledging that um and at pursuing that um but i know that's something that um like you you have an an incredible heart for evangelism mine is much more pumped towards discipleship but that's those are areas for growth that if we can get if if Christians would become more engaged in Christ. That's where um, they would end up. They would, that was where it would lead them. Yes. He's designed, he's designed us all to do something and, and few of us are doing it. Um, and the more right. of us that can figure out the steps that Christ has prepared for us. And if we were more focused on following those steps, as opposed to just go blazing our own trail um, throughout this world, right. the impact and the work that the spirit would have on those around us, those in our communities, those in our country, those in our world, um, would be undeniable. And unstoppable. Amen. So hopefully uh, today has helped us uh, think about uh, whose footprints we're following and where are our footprints leading us, if that's who we're following, and then wonder about who is it out there who is following our steps, because people are watching, people are following, and if they followed us today, where would those footsteps lead them? Hopefully by way of the cross, by the spirit, to someone who needs to hear 
uh, and the, they would be a little slippery and moist because there were some tears shed along the way. Absolutely. Thanks for putting uh, some good footsteps out there for me to follow into. Well, I appreciate you wear that. The, you often wear the same size sandals Jesus does. So, <laughs> well, that's very kind. Thank you, and I'm I'm very much enjoying watching this the footsteps you're putting down. So keep keep moving in the right direction because I know I know some guys who are following you. So that's pretty important. All right. God bless you, friends. Hope you found that helpful. And if you do, tell somebody else about it. God bless you. Thanks.